Are we good? Okay. Hello, this is Doctor Barbara Kiel. Actually, a lot of my clients prefer to call me Doctor Bibi, and I quite like it, to be honest, because I think there is a ring to it, Doctor Bibi. Don't you think? Anyways, you are listening to my podcast. To be honest, a podcast which will show you how easy it is to be honest. What? You don't believe me? Well, stick around, and me and my co-host will show you exactly how it's done. Hello, everyone. This is Doctor Bibi, and I'm here with my co-host Emily Barnett from Melbourne. How are you, Emily? Hello, Doctor Bibi. I'm doing well.、Um, looking forward to our chat today. Great. And I understand、uh, a lot of us are following、uh, your country's election, and quite a few number of us have expressed anxiety. So I think、uh, we will do something slightly different today. Okay. So at this time, you may want to put your hand on your heart, close your eyes. Of course, unless you're driving or operating heavy machinery. Now take a deep breath in and hold for five seconds, and breathe out. With a loud sigh. Again, breathe in. Count to five, and breathe out with a big sigh. Again, breathe in. Hold it. And breathe out. Now let your scary thoughts of the U.S. election go. Let your past go. Let all your negative thoughts go. And bring yourself to this safe space. And know that in the next twenty to thirty minutes. That you are safe, and all is well, and so it is. When you're ready, slowly open your eyes. How are you feeling? That helped. More grounded. Yeah, ground myself and get rid of some of the anxious Great. thoughts. Great. Well, thank you, audience, for joining me and Emily this. Week, and we are going to continue to explore the concept of self-esteem. Now, for the benefit of those audience who has not listened to last week's episode, let me quickly recap. I touched on the idea of self-concept, where we could see it as the concept of self. It is how someone. Sees themselves and the perception that they hold about their abilities. Now, 
various factors that can affect our self-concept. They can be our age, our sexual orientation, our gender, religion, and education. I also mentioned that self-concept is made up of a combination of self-esteem and self-image. Self-esteem refers to a person's feelings of self-worth or the value they place on themselves. Therefore, we have the three components of self-esteem, and that is confidence, pride, self-worth, and two elements of self-worth is our internal dialogue, and that is the value we put on ourselves and boundaries. Because without value, it is difficult for us to set boundaries. Whereas self-image is the way an individual sees themselves, both physically, mentally, and can be intellectually. So an individual's self-image is developed over time and can be influenced by their experiences that they have encountered, such as early childhood experiences and social interactions with our parents, our teachers, and our peers. So let's say if an individual had a negative encounter with a teacher, maybe the teacher passed a negative comment to a child, that can definitely help contribute to the child's negative self-image. Now, some listeners may feel a little bit confused about these three concepts, self-concept, self-esteem, and self-image, probably because they have similar characteristics. For one, if somebody's self-concept, self-esteem, and self-image is strong, most likely that individual is quite confident. So the confident person is easily spotted and obviously commands attention and can be quite attractive as well. But there is a healthy balance between too little and too much self-worth and inflated self-confidence. So here are some signs that an individual has the right dose. When an individual has healthy and strong self-esteem, one knows the difference between confidence and arrogance. That individual is also not afraid of feedback and constructive criticisms. He or she does not people please or seek approval and is also not afraid of conflict and is able to set boundaries. 
The individual is also able to voice needs and opinions. The individual is assertive, but not pushy, and he or she is not a slave to perfection, and is not afraid of setbacks, and does not fear failure, and does not feel inferior. Or insecure, and basically, he or she accepts who they are, warts and all, both strengths and weaknesses. And obviously, the flip side of strong and healthy self-esteem is impaired self-esteem, and their characteristics would be. The exact opposite of all of those that I just mentioned. So at this point, let me hit the pause button, and I would like our listeners to know that when we recorded this episode eleven, we did not know the result of the U.S. election, and when we resumed earlier, of course, we already. Have the result, and it seems Biden and Harris have won. So Emily, as an American living in Australia, how do you feel? Yes, for me,、um, it was such a relief. I mean, last week was a week filled. Well, the last four years nearly was a four years filled of angst and anxiety and. Stress and it's it's just such a relief, a a massive weight. It feels like has been lifted. I mean, I know we still have to get through the next、um, two and a half months, but at least come January twentieth, twenty first, we will have some semblance of order in the White House. So <laughs> it feels good. Yes, Emily, I absolutely understand where you are coming from, and my sentiment is similar. Even though I'm not an American citizen, and I believe that this U.S. election is not just important for all Americans, but also for the whole wide world because it's going to impact us all, whether we know it or not. Okay, so in the remaining ten to fifteen minutes, I am going to talk about. How our individual self-esteem can affect the relationships we have with our family members, loved ones, who have a different viewpoint or idea about this election, and therefore caused a lot of grievances. Because when an individual has impaired self-esteem, one of the obvious symptoms is that we are afraid to receive any kind of criticisms, even when it is constructive. We can get very sensitive about other people's ideas of ourselves. And if I may use President Trump's behaviors as an example, 
he does not like any criticisms from anybody, and also in denial. I remember his son accusing、um, Biden's camp to be corrupted. Let's take use that as an example. Let's say corruption. So, when we have low self esteem, we tend to deny any personality traits or any behaviors that we shun, and then we project that out to other people. So let's say it does not matter whether the Democratic Party is corrupted or not. As far as I'm concerned, okay, it's just only a personal viewpoint. I think that the whole system has room for corruption. Any system has, okay. So if you come and tell me that、um, Biden or whoever the Democratic Party, some members are corrupted, I wouldn't be surprised, would you? So by the same token, I have no doubt that. Some members in the Republican Party can be corrupted as well, so you can't just point one finger and th- saying that yeah we are not corrupt, you are, because if we don't know what that trait is, we will not be able to point it out. So it must have been that I have been corrupted <laughs> at one time or the other. Otherwise, I wouldn't know what corruption is all about, isn't it? So. This is what is saying that let's say maybe is this a possibility that they are also corrupted in some ways, and therefore they projected being corrupt onto the Democratic Party. So that is one way of doing that. This is an example of projection, referring to placing your own negative traits or. Unwanted emotions onto others. Well, I've said. I mean, I've said for a long time that Trump definitely uses projection because a lot of the things that he accuses other people of doing are are things or behaviors that he has has done or is doing. So, as you say, whenever you. It, there's that saying:、um, whatever you point the finger at someone, there's always three three fingers pointing back at you, right? <laughs> so I think,、um, yeah, definitely, what you're saying makes sense. That you know, you don't recognize that trait unless you've actually you have that trait or you've committed that offense or something along those lines. Yeah, one time or another, we are not saying that you know they are corrupt at twenty four seven. Nobody can. Nobody is. Uh, but I'm just using that as an example, so I'm not saying that either party is corrupted. We need to see hard evidence, and therefore we have law. And like you mentioned, maybe you would, being an American, for our listeners who are in China,、uh, they have less exposure to Facebook,、um, the other U.S. media, so they will not. Really have an idea of how Trump really behaved because we have eyes to see, isn't it? I mean, he lied about the vaccine, and then there's no vaccine yet, and there is no cure. So for him to, after having no symptoms of the COVID, he said that he's now being cured, which is inaccurate. Right, and he lied about the. 
he lied about COVID from the beginning to the American public. So even from day dot, he was like, I mean, he's been lying since he became president, but um, he's been lying since January about uh, coronavirus. So yeah, it's... Yes, and that is another symptom of unhealthy self-esteem. And another symptom is denial, which he does that a lot as well. Because more often than not, he seems to be in denial of reality. We tend to easily forget and would say things like, well, I never said that, or claiming that his administration has COVID under control. Now, it is very important for me to say and admit, present company included, and I just already mentioned that our self-esteem fluctuates. So at any given time that when our self-esteem has been moderated, we feel insecure, and that would be the time that we are most vulnerable to use any kind of defense mechanism to protect our ego. That's what I'm trying to say. So I just want to say something real quick um, that's kind of in line with what you're saying. So obviously, once I got the election results on Sunday, I was so happy because I'd had all this pent up anxiety um, and not sure what was really going to happen, what the outcome would be. And so when I woke up Sunday morning, I was ridiculously excited, just overjoyed and um, I couldn't contain myself. But then yesterday morning, I woke up Monday morning and it was like I'd been slapped in the head and just I was completely opposite of what I was on Sunday. I was really down. I was feeling not positive. I was having a lot of negative thoughts about the people who did vote for Trump and um, specifically people in my family and about how we are going to overcome this division. And I spoke with a couple of my sisters and one of them said, look, I am feeling nothing but positive about these results. I think if people can open up their minds, I really feel like Biden could bridge a gap in America and help to heal some of um, the division and the hatred and, you know, some of these feelings that have happened. And it's just kind of like hearing her say that it helped me switch a little bit. And you're right. So when you're, you know, when you're not thinking very positively, when you're feeling lower self-esteem, you're feeling down, of course, your thoughts are negative. But then it helped me just to hear that one sentence from my sister and to think, I have been negative for the last four years. We just had something really good happen. I need to really focus on the positive now. Um, And so I can really relate to what you just said in that respect. Well, Emily, that is exactly it. I mentioned that feelings come from thoughts, thoughts come from beliefs, and beliefs come from our caregivers when we are young and our own experiences in life, and so on. So yes, in a way, change your thoughts, change your life. 
So now let me circle back to the fact that I mentioned it is important for us to keep our ego in check, and it is all about returning to our true nature. Our true nature is love, and that is our higher self. Remember, because higher self is always love based, whereas ego is fear based. So so far, your lives have been functioning in patterns that we haven't consciously chosen, and they were chosen for us if we are not conscious enough and if we do not keep our ego in check. So I cannot emphasize enough. We must not deny our ego. The ego is our protector, and has been a part of our psyche since we were a small child, so that it can help us cope, or even to survive, or to get love as we are growing up as a child. So, you want to learn to accept your ego as something separate from your true self. So now we are coming back to the earlier episodes when I talked about in alignment with our mind, body, and soul, and the soul is our higher self. So when we are in alignment with our mind, body, and soul, our self-esteem will definitely be healthier because we are whole. Not a fragmented person per se, and once we have a healthier self-esteem, our thoughts—that means thoughts that come from our mind—definitely will be more positive, will be more caring, will be more loving, will be more inclusive rather than exclusive. And needless to say, our ego will tend to listen to the voice of our higher self and act accordingly. So, on that note, our twenty minutes is up. Until next week, stay safe, learn heaps, and find the courage to listen to your loved ones. So, bye for now. And big virtual hugs to everyone. Yes, great. Thank you, Emily. Bye. Bye. find this podcast to be honest on Apple Podcast, Spotify, and my website www.drbarbarakiao.com, and that is www.drbarbarakiao.com.